It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, George? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day, everyone. Welcome to UFC 272, live betting show on Punt School and the Trademate Sports channel also. We should be live on all forums right now. So if anyone's got any questions, comments, all the good stuff, send them through and I will get to them throughout the show. So today we'll be going through the main card of UFC 272, which will feature uh, Sergey Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy, Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira, Edson Barboza versus Bryce Mitchell, Rafael Dos Anjos versus... Hanato Moicano. And lastly, the main event, Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. As always, I'll just be giving out one or two bets today, probably two bets uh, in particular, just to be as respectful as possible to those who have uh, subscribed to MMA Punt School. Um, So I don't want to give all the all the gold out, but, um, but yeah, this should be an exciting one. Big, big card, uh, live in Vegas. So let's get into it. Firstly, Sergey Spivak versus everyone's favorite fighter, Greg Hardy. I think Hardy. So, I mean, it's a bit of a striker versus grappler, this one, Hardy being the striker. I think Hardy might be quite tough to take down in round one. He's just so big and strong, so athletic, powerful. If you look back to the Tybura fight, Tybura didn't get him down until round two until he'd fatigued a little. Um, so that's a big worry for Spivak. That I wouldn't say. I mean, he's a he's a good he's a good grappler, good wrestler for the heavyweight division. He's up there. But he's not, you know, he's not like a Curtis Blades kind of level or anything like that. It's not like every time he touches someone, they're going to be taken down, if you get what I mean. So um, that's a little bit of a worry for me. So I think Hardy could potentially be quite tough to take down in round one. Um, as I said, Tybura struggled quite a bit. The key for Spivak, I think, will be just as much as possible try and get him up against the fence in round one. Don't. Yeah, just just don't let him get into a – just don't try your best not to get into a striking battle uh, with him because I think Hardy wins that in round one. Spivak's not horrible on the feet, but, I mean, recently he fought Alexia Linick and Linick is possibly the worst striker you'll ever see in the UFC. Um, and he, he couldn't – you know, he had to go to his grappling to try and get him out of there like he couldn't. He couldn't finish him on the feet, which is uh, which kind of shows where his skill level is at. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think Spivak kind of, he should know or at least feel that if he survives that first half of the fight, especially that first round, and gets him to the ground at some point throughout the fight, it's it's really it's over because. I mean, if we reference what happened in the Tybura-Hardy fight, 
which was, let me just quickly look that up and see how long ago that was. Um, all right, it's not coming out for me right now. One moment. I'm thinking it's about a year ago. Greg Hardy versus Tybura. Oh, it was the end of 2020, so just over a year ago. I imagine in that space of time, Hardy's ground game's probably improved, but, I mean, let's be honest. It was so poor against Tybura that I don't think it's going to get to a level where he'd be able to survive if he got taken down, especially factoring in his gas tank too. So I kind of think as soon as Hardy starts to fatigue, it's kind of all over for him. If it gets past the first round, especially the into the second half of the fight, yeah, Spivak, um, Spivak's, you know, his odds go from what they are now, like 1.5, all the way down to like 1.1. Like the, they're the chances of Hardy winning from there are so, so low. His, his gas tank really is that bad. Um, so, yeah, Spivak just needs to survive that first half of the fight, get him down. He could get him down early, but I think he might be quite tough because Hardy's quite strong. Um, both of these guys are quite young, always improving. So, you know, you might see some kind of improvement in the striking from Spivak. And like I said, you might see some kind of improvement from Hardy in the wrestling and the grappling. But at the end of the day, Hardy's biggest problem, I think, is his, is his cardio. He really needs to work on that. And if he doesn't improve that, he'll, he'll just he'll never go far in this too far in this division. Um, bets for this one, I would be looking at. I will just get everything up on my screen. Courtesy of Top Sport, I would be looking at if you want to side with Greg Hardy. He's at about 2.53, you can see now, around that range, maybe getting a bit higher. Um, you know, his his chances of winning are so heavily skewed towards KO. So that's probably a decent bet for you if you want to side with um, Hardy. The other way you could go is um, yeah, Greg Hardy round one or round one KO, just to, to bet him to win in round one by submission or uh, KO. He's 5.75. I think that's quite big. Um, and then the other one I would look at would be um, round group betting alternate with Top Sport, Greg Hardy to win in round one or two, 360. Probably wouldn't go with that one. I'd be more leaning to if you wanted to, in terms of how I would prefer to take these bets, I'd probably lean to more towards the, the KO for Greg Hardy or... Um, or the, or the round one victory for Hardy. I think that's where I would see the value as opposed to that round group betting one, but it's not a terrible bet at all. Um, for Spivak, if you want to side with him, I would be looking at um, for him to win inside the distance. So uh, fighter B to win via finish. No, sorry, fighter A. Spivak to win via finish is 218. I think that's quite big. So I priced that around two. So I think that's a pretty decent edge for, or at least I would take two, 2.0. Um, so yeah, I think 218 is quite nice. So um, in terms of where I would, you know, put more of my money, I'm probably on Spivak just to be out because it's a pretty, I know it's not the easiest of game plans, but it's a lot easier than 
than Greg Hardy's, I think. Greg Hardy has to find that shot to get rid of Spivak, whereas Spivak, you know, he knows that if he just wears Hardy out and survives that first round, he's got a clear path to victory. So, yes, that's how I see that one. But we will move on, as I, as I said earlier. Yeah, any comments, questions about each fight, fire away. love to hear your guys' predictions too. But let's move on to Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. You can see the odds up on the screen there, 355 for Oliveira, 1.3 for Holland. This is Holland's debut in the welterweight division, moving down from middleweight. So he has got quite a big size advantage in this one. I, I can get up. I'll get up some of the numbers for you guys just to, uh, in terms of height and reach. Because I think it is. I mean, Holland has a you know a big reach even at middleweight, so it's going to be even heightened here. So he's got an eighty-one inch reach and six foot three, and then you look at Oliveira, and he is five foot eleven and seventy-six point five inch reach. So there is going to be quite a size difference there for Kevin Holland. Um, I think. In saying that, it could be a bit of a wild fight. I do think Holland is better in most areas, and like I said, that big size advantage really does help him in this fight. On the feet, they're both very explosive, athletic. Like I said, it could be a bit mad, could be a bit wild early on. I would say, you know, when, you, when you've when you got a situation where you've got two fighters where it's a, it, we could be looking at a bit of a wild fight, um, you know, all sorts of techniques being thrown around, I do kind of side with and, – and then they're quite even in those areas in terms of their athleticism and stuff, power. I kind of side with the fighter who has a better chin um, just because when when it gets to a firefight like that – or not a firefight, maybe that's not the best way to put it, but a bit of a wild one. I always try and side with the one with a better chin because um, there's a chance someone could be caught or both of them could be caught. And for me, I think Holland has the better chin. Um, Oliveira, I know he gets into some warish kind of fights, or he likes, you know, he likes a good scrap. But when it's not going his way, I do think he likes to find a nice little pathway out for himself. Um, I don't think he really likes to bite down and and just cop shots over and over. Biggest question though is Holland dropping an extra 15, you know, having to cut an extra 15 pounds and what effect that might have on his chin. The classic old story that everyone references, uh, TJ Dillashaw, when he went from 135 to 125, his chin was just heavily diminished, um, dropping those extra 10 pounds. So that's a bit of a question mark for me. A little bit worrying that if Oliveira, um, you know, catches him at some point with something on the feet, that um it could it could hurt him a little bit more than normal due to the weight cut um so i kind of think that's Oliver's best way to winning this fight is by knockout um i don't think i think holland's got the superior grappling and um superior cardio too so if it does go the distance i see holland winning that so um we'll get to the get to the bets later but um I think Holland, you know, Oliveira might like to to grapple with him, um, wrestle, sorry, with him, grapple, wrestle. Um, 
because Oliveira's, you know, pretty decent in the wrestling. But I think Holland's made enough improvements there lately um, and going down a weight class too where I tend to think that he'll be able to deal with most of Oliveira's wrestling. And if it does go to the ground too, if, you know, if Oliveira did get Holland down or vice versa, I think Holland is uh, a much more, um, yeah, skilled skilled grappler um, and he's he's dangerous off his back in a way. He's got some lovely elbows. Um, and yeah, um, Oliver has been, been subbed a lot in his career. So definitely side with Holland there. So, um, overall Holland has many ways to win the fight. And the fact that Oliveira tends to fade at the back end of fights, um, and Holland being quite an aggressive fighter, quite game. I see, I see Holland most likely winning inside the distance, um, I think Oliveira, you know, he's, he'll be good for a round and a half, maybe a little bit longer. But um, after that, yeah, if it does go that long, I kind of see Holland's, um, yeah, willingness to engage just being a little bit too much for Oliveira. And, uh, yeah, he could get a late finish. Um, so, yeah, I have him priced Holland around 1.3. Uh, let's have a look at. The odds. So I think the market's, you know, it's about right at the moment. Um, if I was going to give you guys a bet here, I actually think that, um, like I mentioned before, I think Oliveira's chances of winning are pretty heavily skewed towards a KO. Um, so, yeah, if you were wanting to side with Oliveira, I think via KO at 10s is actually pretty decent. Um, I think it's kind of on par with him winning by by decision. So um, that might be an interesting angle for, for everyone out there. And then in terms of I did mention Holland to win via finish or win inside the distance, which is at 185. Um, and I think that's a, that's a pretty solid bet too. So that would be my two angles. I'm not going to give a definite bet out there because it's not like I'm – very, very keen on those prices, but if you really wanted to have a bet, that's where I'd be leaning towards. Alrighty, let's get on to the next one. I'll just have a quick sip of water. Barboza and Mitchell. Yeah, Barboza coming off a tough loss. Um to uh god who was it uh to um giga chikadze and uh, i just i kind of just get the feeling like every time he gets to that level where it's i mean his level's obviously a lot not as high as it used to be but you know his recent victories over burger uh, burgers sorry and um shane burgos and um amir carney i mean they're kind of like 20-ish kind of ranked fighters. Amir Khan is a lot higher, but Burgos, um, Shane Burgos is probably about 20-ish, I would assume. The last, like, big win he got was against Dan Hooker, I would say, and that was Dan Hooker when he was kind of – he wasn't the Dan Hooker that he is today or the Dan Hooker of a year ago, let's just say, or two years ago. The one that pushed Poirier, you know, bloody well uh, a couple of years ago. So – 
Um, yeah, it's just it's, it just seems like he gets to that level where you know if he gets that win, like bloody hell, he's right up there. Um, and he's he's really getting towards the back end of his career now. Um, I'm going to say that this is a in in one way it's a good stylistic matchup for Barboza because he's a better striker than Mitchell, but I think on the other hand it's it's a, a bit of a nightmare scenario for him because at this stage of his career I feel like he wants to face someone like Giga Chikadze except not as dangerous not as uh, uh, lethal in terms of his finishing just a nice you know maybe someone like a a, a wonder boy Thompson if he was a if he was a lightweight or a featherweight sorry you know those kind of they're not gonna most of the time they're not gonna knock your knock your block off but they're they're gonna get into a nice technical sparring match with you um and you know it's all on the feet you know maybe you're probably not going to get knocked out because they don't have the power you know what i mean but mitchell is just he's relentless with the grappling and the wrestling um yeah he's a better striker no doubt barboza but how are you going to be able to show off that striking when you're always on the back foot especially at this time of his career where he's he's really towards the back end. I don't know how much longer he's got, like how bad, like he's going to, to beat Mitchell unless he knocks him out very early, which I think is unlikely. He's really going to have to dig deep to try and beat Mitchell because he's just going to be sprawling and brawling the whole fight. Um, and Mitchell just sets such a relentless pace He's gonna he's gonna have to be ready to sprawl and brawl basically for three rounds, um, which I don't think he can do really. Maybe he can do it for a round and a half, maybe two rounds, but I just I couldn't see him not being taken down throughout the first two rounds of the fight at some point. Um, Mitchell's just he's still very young. I think he'll learn a lot from that Philly fight because I think this is kind of a similar fight to the Philly fight, um, except. I think it's been a while since he's fought, over a year at least. Um, you know, that Philly fight, he had a tough second round and he couldn't get the fight to the ground in that second round. Um, but it was impressive how he rebounded coming into that third round. He stopped kind of forcing the takedowns and got the fight to where he wanted it. Um, so I think you'll see Mitchell be a little bit more patient with the takedowns, try and time them a little bit better than he did. He normally times them quite well, but that second round against Philly, he really rushed it. And, you know, he nearly got himself into some trouble when you get into those positions where someone sprawled on top of you. It is a little bit dangerous, but then again, Mitchell's grappling is so high level that, you know, maybe it's not the worst place for him to be. Um, like I said before, I... I think just in general, Mitchell wants this more. He's younger, hungrier. This is his f- biggest fight of his career. Um, and on the feet, it's not like he's terrible. He can march forward, but it's he can march forward. And, yeah, no doubt he can probably be caught, but Barboza's not exactly a counter-striker. He's a, his main weapon is his kicks, and they're very hard to get off when you're going backwards. Um, and in general, he could be quite hesitant to throw his kicks because Mitchell is decent at catching kicks. And if he catches your kick, you're probably going to the floor. So 
Yeah, off his back, Barboza doesn't offer too much either. So if he does get into the ground, um, I think he could spend some long time there with Mitchell on top of him and potentially get finished by ground and pound or submission. He was held down by uh, by Ige and Amir Carney for decent periods of time. So taking this all into consideration, the fact that, you know, Barboza could potentially knock him out um, at really any point that they stand on the feet together, but I think Mitchell's almost a little bit too smart for that at this point. I'd have Mitchell priced around 1.55. He's always a submission threat, um, if not, a, you know, a threat of winning a decision. I think Barboza probably needs to knock him out, or at least that's his best chance of winning this fight, in my opinion. Um, it's either that or he sprawls and brawls for at least two rounds um, and wins a decision. So, yeah, like I said, I'll get the odds up. I've got Mitchell. I'd price him around 1.55, so these odds look about right to me. Looking at some of the um, the uh, the prop markets, I had a brief look before, but there was nothing really that stood out to me. Um, let's have a look at inside the distance. Bryce Mitchell to win by finish at two fifty. Uh, and yeah, it's it's not really. Um, I just don't think that price is high enough. But, yeah, yeah, I don't really have any bets here unless, yeah, Mitchell gets the blows and you can get him at 1.6 or higher. So let's um, let's leave that one for now and move on. The co-main, Dos Anjos and Hanato Moicano. So for those who don't know, this is a short-notice fight for Hanato Moicano. He... Um, is three weeks, or not three weeks yet, but three, nearly three weeks ago he fought Alexander Hernandez and beat him uh, in the second round by, oh, I'm going to say rear naked choke from memory, uh, at least some kind of submission. Um, so he's, He's fought recently. He's not going to suffer from ring rust or anything. But I kind of feel like this that's it's almost the worst time to fight or at least take a short notice fight because it's three weeks post. I you know, I assume not many fighters are straight after their fight. They're probably gonna take a little bit of a break. Either that or they're gonna maybe take a little break and then get back in the gym. Like I don't, Hanato Moicano, I think this, I mean, it is at 160 pounds, but I kind of feel like most of that good work he would have done to get into fight shape for the Hernandez fight would most of it would be wasted away. Um, for, I don't know, you know, if he's a party animal, definitely. But I mean, if he's a, you know, if he doesn't like to party or, you know, eat lots of food then then I'm sure he'll be fine but I'm I don't he's not he's not going to be in peak shape for this fight there's no doubt about that um but in terms of um how the fight might go I think it stays on the feet for the most part I think if anyone is going to try a takedown especially in the early rounds I assume it would be Moicano but I think RDA is going to be quite tough to take down 
<clears throat> especially back at lightweight or 160 pounds this fight is. I think Moicano would have to expend quite a lot of energy if he really, maybe if he really worked for it, he could get him down. But if he wants to get him down consistently, I think it's going to take a lot of energy and I don't think he will be. So even if he does get into the ground, RDA, you know, it's not like he's he's terrible on the ground. He's a very experienced grappler. He's got some lovely submissions himself over his career. So I don't think he would panic. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I think it stays on the feet for the most part. I think it's pretty even in terms of skill on the feet. Moikano has the reach advantage, um, but I think Tasanya should try and push the pace, smash in his kicks, keep the, yeah, keep the fight at a relatively safe range. You know, don't overextend yourself trying to get a knockout or anything like that. Just try and, you know, keep a decent pace going, make Moikano work and look to, you know, get him tired and, you know, maybe look for a finish later in the fight. Once Moicano's, you know, he's had to do a couple of rounds taking this fight on short short notice. Um, I kind of think Moicano's best chance of winning this fight is rocking him on the feet, landing some kind of big strike. Um in the first few rounds and then getting a submission or, you know, potentially, you know, getting a, a TKO, KO win. Um, I think once, you know, once he gets past that third round, I think he's kind of, I think RDA, RDA should take over later in the fight, just down to the fact that it's quite an even fight and, RDA is, you know, he's got great cardio and Moicano's coming in at short notice. So it is five rounds, by the way, if people are wondering, um, which I'm surprised they, uh, Moicano accepted that. Maybe that was kind of some kind of stipulation, but yeah, whatever. Um, and yeah, looking at the odds, there's no props out for this yet because of, um, because it's relatively new fight. It was only booked about two days ago, if that. You've got, yeah, Desanos at 1.6, Moicano at 2.35. Um, or if I had to say there was value there, I'd probably lean towards Desanos, but, yeah, that's a no bet for me at this stage. Um be interesting to see what kind of props come out, but at the moment I'm kind of just leaving this one alone. And, um, yeah, let's have a look later in the week and see if uh, some nice props come out. Yeah, like I said, I would be leaning towards a Moicano, uh, a Moicano finish uh, in the, maybe the first couple of rounds, first one to three rounds inside the distance, something like that, if you wanted to side with him. I think that's where his biggest chance of winning this fight lays or lies. All right. Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal, the welterweight non-title fight over five rounds. Pretty unprecedented this kind of stuff happens in the UFC at least where you get a five-round fight as the main event on a pay-per-view card where there's no title on the line. So, kind of shows that, um, I mean, mostly Masvidal is quite a big draw these days, so shows the kind of power he has. 
and also how big this rivalry is really. Um, I guess I might as well cover it. I, I mean, it's their former training partners, former best friends apparently, whatever. I don't know how close they were. I don't really, you know, watch too much of the <laughs> that kind of side of things, but there's a lot of bad blood here, especially I would say especially on Masvidal's side. Um, how that factors into the fight, I think it brings out the best in Masvidal, maybe, probably. I I would assume so. I mean, he's going to be motivated, but at the same time, if he goes in there and just tries to throw haymakers, I think that's a bad game plan. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, and Covington, I, don't, I think he'll just be same old. Most people that he fights, he hate. Oh, he doesn't hate, but um, they hate him. So I don't think it um, much will change for him. I think he'll just be very wary that Masvidal could be quite worked up and and could you know go a bit wild at the start. Um. So yeah, I don't really have too much to say about all of that. You know, there's bad blood there, but I don't know how much that affects the fight these days. I think they're both smart enough to to know that if they let their emotions get the best of them, it's not a good 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 game plan for either of them. But anyway, I think on the feet, Masvidal has the edge, more power, diversity with his strikes. But I mean, Colby's no slouch on the feet. He did just trade in the pocket, um, or not maybe not in the pocket, but he you know he went five rounds with Usman on the feet who's decent and um, in the pocket, those last three rounds, I thought he won maybe not all the three rounds, but at least two of them. So, yeah, his, his boxing's improved quite a lot. But at the same time, he doesn't have the same power that Usman has. So although Masvidal disrespected Usman's power, I think, in that last fight, if he did have that fight over again, I think Masvidal would respect it a lot more and be a lot more cautious on the feet. But against Covington, I think he's going to go with the same approach as he did um, and not respect Covington's power, which I don't blame him for. And, um, yeah, be not to be too worried about Colby's offense and, and um, you know, be, be open on the feet and be willing to get hit if it means he's going to be able to land a big strike. Um, for Colby, he's going to set a reasonably high pace, I think. Um, and you know, should be fainting takedowns all the time, or at least just going for them regularly, or at least just looking to wrap up with Jorge regularly. Um, just keep Masvidal always guessing, make, make sure that Masvidal's not, 100% confident to just always be thinking about his strike and give him lots to think about. Um, I don't think Jorge's much of a match for Colby in the wrestling. I think when Usman, like, timed his takedowns well and really went for it, he could get Jorge down when he felt like it, really. And I would say Colby and Usman are, at, like, basically the same level in terms of their wrestling, pretty similar. Um so, yeah, I think, I think Colby can get him down. We're in the middle of the cage, maybe less so up against the cage. And that's what I was, you know, most of the time fighters' uh, technique along, uh, among, along the cage is a lot 
or up against the cages a lot more effective um, and harder to take them down. Um, and then on the mat, I don't really see Colby getting off some massive ground and pound. Maybe just a few strikes even there, just hold position. Masvidal does like to be active with his elbows off his back, evidenced in the Usman fight. Um, but I think I think a lot of this could play up against could be up against the fence. Um, maybe maybe uh, Masvidal wins the first round, just from you know maybe a bit more in, a bit more of the fights in the striking range. And, you know, Masvidal's being a little bit more aggressive and Colby being a little bit more hesitant. But um, I think, yeah, the longer the fight goes on and if, if, if Masvidal can't get him out of there, then I think, yeah, Colby's uh, chances are a lot bigger. So, yeah, overall, I think a lot of this plays up against the fence or at least Masvidal on his back, Colby winning the wrestling exchanges. And I just don't think Colby's, like, that that far behind him on the feet that as soon as they go to the feet, he's going to get mauled or anything like that. I think anyone that thinks that Colby's some terrible striker or that Masvidal is Israel Adesanya on the feet, I think they're heavily mistaken. So, all right, bets for me. Um, if you want to side with Masvidal, I think your best way of doing it is by knockout. Um, I'll just have a look at the odds on that. Masvidal at 4.8. Don't think that's that great a value, to be honest, so I'd probably be steering away from that. Maybe double chance would be nice. Nah, KO deck for Masvidal at 370. I kind of I see Covington closing it around 1.3, you know, 1.28, something like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I if you wanted to bet Masvidal, by KO, I'd probably be looking at uh, what have we got here? Four point eight. I'd probably be looking at five fifty or higher than that. Um, and for Covington, I think this is a great bet, and this is probably my favourite bet on the card at the moment. Is uh, Covington to win by decision? Masvidal's so game, very hard to finish. The first time he was ever finished was in his last fight against Usman, who's got big power. Covington doesn't have that power. He's probably a little bit, um, a little like a level behind Usman in terms of the striking. I think if Covington was going to finish him, Masvidal would just have to gas massively, which I don't see happening. Um, and I think he would have to, I just, I mean, I just couldn't. Covington's never submitted. I don't think he's. I can have a quick look at his record now, but I'm pretty sure Colby has never submitted anyone. Maybe one in the UFC a while ago. Let's have a quick look just so I can be 100% about this. Yeah, he has one. Oh, he has a cut. He has two, actually. Yeah, he has two rear naked chokes, um, both in the third round. So there, I would say they're mostly down to fatigue of the other opponent. I just don't think Jorge will fatigue like that. Um, and I don't think he has the power to knock him out unless it's like just relentless ground and pound, which I don't think Jorge is like that terrible off his back that he's going to let you, you know, 
smash him on the ground. So I have, I mean, I would price Covington by decision around 1.6, something like that. Um, potentially even lower. Maybe that's a bit of it because it is over five rounds and, you know, things can happen. So that's where I would, um, I think, yeah, Covington is a, is a great bet at 1.85 by decision. That's where my thoughts are. Last chance to get some comments in. Uh, we have had one, but I assume that's just an emoji. So uh, nothing exciting to report on there. Um, so, yeah, send through any que- last-minute questions if anyone's got any. Um, yeah, like always, subscribe to MMA Pun School if you're, if you're interested in getting some more bets uh, on the UFC Weekly. Uh, and if you want to see my results, head to velabetting.com. That's all the Pun School uh, MMA results there and have a look. Um, but, yeah, if you're not interested in that, just like and subscribe, do all the good stuff. And enjoy this weekend's fights. It's a it's a fun one, a good old grudge match. I know lots of people love that kind of stuff, so enjoy that. And um, I'll be back next week once again around the same time. I have no idea what's on next week. I is it? No, it's not the it's not UFC London. It's the one before UFC London. Can't quite remember which one it is right now. Um, just a normal fight night card at the Apex, I believe. So, looking forward to it. Enjoy the fights, everyone, and I will catch you next week. Cheers, guys. <laughs>